Hey everybody, David Kurt, broker of record with Lake City Realty, here with another episode of Selling the Rock, Sudbury's real estate podcast. Well, time for my weekly update, guys. And uh, we, as we flip the page into May, I'm really, really hoping that April snow and flurries and showers will soon bring us those May flowers that we expect and love so much. The real estate market just continues to puzzle us. As we see signs of slowdowns happening, as we work with buyers in a day-to-day marketplace, and even though the sale, the, there's strong sales, uh, multiple offers increased this week again. So sometimes it, what's actually happening on a feel in the marketplace is not in line with what actually hap- with, with, with the numbers we actually look at on a day-to-day and a week-to-week basis. In our local marketplace, we saw a slight drop in sales this week, while we had a slight increase in new listings and an even bigger increase. And it, like there was in the last couple of weeks, we've seen massive increases in the total listings available. And then it, we increased again this week, but we only went from 186 to 188. And if you can remember, only 10 weeks ago, we were at the low hundreds. So massive increases, and it, I don't know if that's kind of leveled off, but but overall, it, it uh, not much growth in the total listings this week. My five takeaways for this week are, we have seen it on a few listings on our team within the last few weeks, but holding off offer dates and come the offer date and crickets. And even just to, just the other day for us, we had three people that were interested right off the bat, showing lots of motivation, asking me when they, when they like lots of follow-up and even asking me if we would look at bully offers. And then uh, come offer date, they're like, oh, they just don't feel in love with it. And there was even one person who was in the middle of writing and they said, since nobody else was, was offering on it, they, they didn't feel like they, because they weren't competing, they thought it was less desirable which is just a funny in, uh, mentality that a lot of buyers are taking in this marketplace. With a, and, and we have seen a massive increase in listings over the last few weeks. Again, this week we're kind of flat in the total of the of new listings going from 186 to 188. But we did we were in the low 100 to 110 just about a, a 10 weeks ago. So what I think is happening overall is the buyers are just being very picky. They see more product coming out every week, more of those little red dots on realtor.ca saying new listing. And they're, they're feeling like if, if the right thing's not for them right now, it's going to come out next week. So that's my first takeaway of the week. My second takeaway of the week is sales actually dropped a bit over the last week from 77 to 72, while listings increased slightly from 82 to 85. This is the continuation of listings outpacing sales. This means more listings are available in the marketplace. This week, the jump was marginal. But again, every single week, we're seeing an increase in that listings available. Uh, I kind of said earlier on, I I probably said this about six weeks ago, I said a healthy market will have about 175 listings. We're at 188 now, and we're actually um, we're, we're gaining towards 200, which I, I would actually expect us to see before the end of the summer that we're going to hit uh, 200 plus listings here. So that's a pretty crazy market, a, a pretty crazy thought. It's uh, numbers we haven't seen for quite a while, but but yeah, really interesting for sure. Takeaway three. This week we saw two different examples of waterfront dream homes and the demand that can come with buyers who are sitting on the fence waiting for those dream properties. 
In the first case, it was a bank repo on the on the on lake in the south end, and it was a truly spectacular listing. Uh, what, after thinking about when I walked through it, just lacking some finishing touches uh, that needed, maybe fresh paint, fresh bathroom, uh, some flooring, and whatever. Like, but the the bones of the structure were act- absolutely amazing. It was sitting on over an acre of land with a couple hundred of waterfront and and, and over two thousand square foot all brick bungalow. So a really desirable property. It was listed in the high sevens, and at first it's like, oh, okay, this is a, a great, de- this is a good value. Like, like, how much does it need? Ultimately, it sold at just under one point two million. And when I st- sit back and I think about that, like, it's a crazy to think that it went, you know, four hundred ish over listing price kind of thing. But I still think they got a buy at one point two million, and the reason is a house down the street sold for one point six. And this house, like with with two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars, would be one of the nicest waterfront properties that I can remember being in. So, it's not a number that I would have felt comfortable to pay for the property. But at the same time, I don't feel like the buyers overspent on it, which was a really interesting case scenario to kind of you know play out in my mind on that place there. Um, the other listing that came up was a, a beautifully redone house. There was an actually original structure and they added on to it. Uh, uh, just east of Sudbury, about maybe 30, 40 minutes to drive. The listing was so busy from a demand standpoint. And usually when a real estate agent books a showing, a few months ago, we used to book one hour time slots for showings. And we'd show up sometime in that one hour to take about a half an hour to see the property. Uh, with with COVID, we were really trying to limit it to only one person at the house at a time. So we're doing a half an hour time slots. This one here changed it from a half an hour time slots to 15 minute time blocks. Yeah, we drove 40 minutes to get a 15-minute showing, which was absolutely crazy. But when we were there, there was probably six or seven different agents you know, bumping into each other, which is just just insane to see the demand there. But that one, again, listed in the high sevens and went for just over a million, which is clearly people have extra money from not traveling during COVID and not spending money on clothes and makeup and, and hair and, and vehicle depreciation or whatever it is because they're working from home. And they don't mind spending that extra money on on enjoying their properties so again on a selective base when those wow properties come out they're definitely going to have the demand and they're definitely going to have a lineup of people looking to jump on them the next takeaway is with the two biggest sales above uh in the last example there was an increase in like when we looked at multiple offers as a whole sure like those those two ones are going to jump out but most of the multiple offers we saw and, and again, there was an increase this week. We had 57 of the 72 deals in multiple offers, uh, that, and that compared to 39 of the 77 the week before. But most of those 57 multiple offers this week were kind of just around asking price or just over maybe a $10,000 over or something like that, but not a big chunks above asking price. And we've seen that happening for the last few weeks that that's a trend where people aren't going crazy above asking price, but they're, they're paying asking price or just above kind of thing. There's two different reasons for that. Maybe properties are being a little bit more um, listed at, at at more accurate values instead of underpricing by 50000 Like People understand that the market's uh, chaotic. There's enough comparables to draw on that we're able to... Listing agents are actually doing a better job of pricing properties, but it could also be that the buyers aren't willing to pay crazy demands. So that's a really interesting point about multiple offers. And my, my fifth and my final takeaway for this week is I like to kind of end with a reflection of where does the market go from here. We chatted about this on our team call this morning, and I believe we will continue to see more supply of listings and buyers still jump on places they're in love with, but maybe take a time or wait on the places that they're only in like with. 
I think we'll see a flat line of prices for the ne the short the next short to medium term range. Not that prices are going to decrease anytime. I think there's people that are overpaying for properties and if they're overpaying for a property that they're absolutely in love with and they're going to be in 10 years, that's not a big deal at all because the return on happiness will be there. But I definitely think that there is we're we're not going to see that this massive increase in in prices over the next short while. Um I think we're going to continue to get to get the the buyers that are in the marketplace now are scooping things up when it feels right to them. They're still going to be very picky. I don't know if we're going to have this big inflow of of buyers. Now what would cause that is if this if other marketplaces in southern Ontario continue to increase and to kind of be priced out. There's a saying in southern Ontario that drive till you qualify. So like people can't qualify in Toronto and Milton so they keep driving and I I wonder if that mentality might actually make its way, you know, to push people outside of Barrie outside of Perry Sound, like all the way up to Sudbury. And I, I don't know, maybe that will happen. But without a big increase of buyers, we're, we're still going to be like, that's what's going to be needed to bring our prices to the next uh, benchmark. And right now, I don't see that happening in the short term. It's pretty crazy to think that on uh, offer date, one of our uh, one of our agents would just bring it up this morning that, um, you know, we, we are seeing offers get accepted with conditions like a financing condition and a home inspection condition. These things were unheard of four weeks ago and now are kind of you're seeing happen not all the time, but just more and more in this marketplace. And we even saw one offer get accepted this week with the condition of selling a house. So the marketplace is cooling. It's not it's not falling apart, but it's definitely cooling out there. Um, and we're seeing we're seeing it happen kind of across the board. C clearly, there's still going to be those fall in love with properties that are going to get the demand, but it's the fall in like with properties that are going to be a little bit tougher moving forward. And that's okay. Not every property has to sell in five days. Sometimes it takes 15 or 20 days to sell a property and the buyer buys it without with being able to negotiate a little bit and be able to feel like they got a great deal. The seller's happy. Everybody's kind of happy. So just a little bit of a different shift in mentality that we'll be um, trying to uh, trying to encourage and trying to uh, to work with moving forward in the next uh, short while here. Well, we're only a few short weeks away from May 2-4 weekend, which in the north I feel like is the unofficial start of the summer. I've been running a 100-day countdown on for the, anybody that's been following me on Instagram Reels where I showcase 100 tips in 100 days to get your house ready for this for the market. If you haven't seen me, check me out there. I've uh, I put a lot of work and time into it, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking forward to the day where I don't have to film any more reels to to try to keep keep pump, pumping out the content on that. Um, but take a peek on Insta. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think on there. Or again, just I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Uh, I really appreciate having your ear for ten minutes, and uh, hopefully you guys have an amazing, amazing weekend. And we're looking forward to connecting with you guys next week. Talk to you later, Sudbury.